All right. The Truman Show is a 1998 American psychological comedy drama. That's a lot of things. It stars Jim Carrey as Truman Burbank, a man who grew up living an ordinary life that, unbeknownst to him, takes place on a large set populated by actors for a television show all about him. Uh, also includes Laura Linney, the very lovely Laura Linney, Noah Emmerich, Nastasha, a whole bunch of other people. Ed Harris is in it. Uh, the film was a financial success, debuting to critical acclaim and earned numerous nominations. Uh, it's been analyzed as an exploration of simulated reality, existentialism, surveillance, religion, metaphysicalosophy, privacy, and reality television. Uh, some people think it's got some religious interpretations with uh, Hollywood producer Christoph. Christ off. Uh, some referring to him as a Lucifer character. Uh, and the according to some blah blah blah, the conversation between Truman and his friend Marlin at the bridge can be compared to one between Moses and God in the book of Moses. <sighs> yeah. So what did you think oh. of this uh, this film, Brad? Somebody had too much time on their hands to find religious allegories in it. But the man living on the moon, looking down, looking at the more yeah, okay. judging, All created right. this world. Now that you say it, I, I can see it. But uh, Truman Show. the baby, raised them. He's sort of a father. Psh, what year did this come out? Oh, I thought you'd be listening. Oh, I thought at you. least you'd be paying attention to the crap that I'm spitting out because it's been a long time trying to You spent, trying to you spent a long this. time drawing upwards, up Wikipedia pages. Upwards of three minutes copy-pasting from Wikipedia and you just don't care. 1998. Yeah. Tattoo. 98. On I would have said like, like 96, but shows what I know. So Truman Show. For me, delightful. Every time I watch it, it's I find it to be uh what's the word I'm looking for? A comf- it's comfort food. Truman Show is comfort food cinema. Like I put it on and it's I just find it delightful. I, I enjoy Jim Carrey and his and his antics. Always have. And uh I think this is one of his first I'm getting serious. You know, I'm no longer rubber face Ace Ventura. Yeah. And uh, I think it worked. I've always liked them. I can't think of, you know, too many films where I've gone, oh, that's a bad Jim Carrey film. And I think this one's, I'd call it a classic. Over to you. It's a nice transitioning role for him because it was Ace Ventura before that. And what did he do? He did that out of uh, Cable Guy. Cable Guy. Yeah, boy. Dumb. (laughs) No. Cable Guy is brilliant. Yeah, Uh, he did some, he was doing some very silly things. And this is where he's going dramatic, but he still gets to be quite silly and funny. And mm. it's a nice balance. Somehow it's, it all kind of works where he he does, you know, you feel for him when when things are going Mm. bad, when his world's getting turned upside down. He does a really good, Dramatic 
turn in this. And he also gets to show off his comedy side too. Yeah, I um, mean it is it is a it is a funny film, but with a lot of heart, I think, getting to the end. You know, the whole uh, rewatching it again for this, I'd I'd forgotten how you know when you didn't know the twist really. Like I remember the first time watching it being really drawn in with every moment and you know he's on the TV show and then as each thing is revealed it sort of drops you deeper into it but this time when I was watching it I was like oh, if I didn't know what was going on, if I didn't know the premise of this film how quickly would I get it? You know, like How, how quickly do they reveal that he's on a TV show? Is it pretty quick? Like, Well I think it's like the opening scene, a light drops out of the sky Hmm Hmm. The thing is, you don't get a chance because in the trailers and everything, the promotion, you knew the story before you went into the theater. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's a kid. He's filmed his whole life, right? Every moment of his life. Did, yeah. I mean, do people watch him taking crap and having a shower and is it like Big Brother? You know, well, when he finds his when he finds his first porno in the street, is that on the Truman Show? They said, like, like in the beginning, he starts getting it on with his wife, and then the security guards go, oh, you never get to see <laughs> anything. Right. The camera always, always turns away. away and looks at the window. One <laughs> of the things, like, yeah. I have this, there's a couple reality things that just kind of throw up in my mind when I was watching this. One is, like, if this show was real, who would watch it? Because, like, what's, what happens in it? Like, his life sucks. His life is completely yeah. boring. Real mundane. There's nothing yeah. going on. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the best they got is 12 years ago, he met a girl who ran off. Her father said she schizo, piled her in a car and drove away. That seems to be the most dramatic thing at this point. Yeah, Until because you get the, the bit where he wants to escape, that's, that's like 30 years of not much happening. That's right. Well, I mean, the whole thing was was that when he was in high school, he, you know, they'd written the script for he's going to meet, because um, I forget his wife's name, Marla or Mer- Meryl, and uh, you know yeah. she's the cheerleader. She falls on him, and then but he's looking across the the courtyard to this she's attractive a prostitute. What Meryl? Oh yes, Meryl. I agree. Not the not the <laughs> girl that got away. I mean, how much would they have to pay you to have sex with Jim Carrey for the rest of your life? Hey, mate, he um, he's a nice Renelle looking Zell- man. Renee Zellweger almost married him. She's a hottie. So she was willing to do it for free. But what's Correct. your price? But with Jim Carrey? Yeah. I think I'd I'd just... Do it for bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I liked I liked the idea that he spent his whole, you know, adult life pining for the girl that got away. I guess that was the whole, um, the driving force behind him wanting to leave, right? Because they kept him there, they drowned his dad. Scared him into staying on the island. I love when he goes to the travel agent and there's all the posters on the wall saying, 
like there's an airplane with a lightning bolt this could happen to you <laughs> all that sort of subliminal shit they were putting in his mind i thought that was genius that's really funny but it's kind of like isn't it that would be the weirdest travel agent in the world to go into and that all they've got is posters up going because i remember booking a trip to europe during terrorism and they're like ah don't worry about it it was like football stadiums just been blown up the week before and they're like ah <laughs> nah and these guys uh-huh. got a poster on the wall saying could happen to you <laughs> yeah but it was it was all for it was all for truman right he was a true man as well right he's the yeah, true man burbank is from burbank studios and the last name's <laughs> they burbank. thought it through and there's a Kiwi link too, isn't there? Isn't there a Kiwi director? No, it was writer? written by New Zealander Andrew Nichols, mm. uh, Australian director Peter Weir. It was originally mm. a much darker story. It was set in like a New York, and apparently it was going to be too expensive. So Peter Weir got it down 20 million bucks, and they did 11 drafts and turned it from a really dark story to the more lighthearted film you saw. Um, Jim Carrey, um, enormous sacrifice. He was getting $20 million a picture at the time. He practically cut his own throat and did this for $12 million. He took an $8 million. Oh, Slit his wrists and bled for his art. Things would be tough in the Carrey house. Uh, Christmas was cancelled, but it was worth it for mm-hmm. the art. Yeah. Having, I mean, only... One large bowl of caviar that evening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an Australian director, New Zealand writer. Yeah, I think, like, a, I, I liked the lighthearted whimsy of it. It's almost like a an episode of Bewitched or something, you know? Like, it was very... It was all 1950s, you know, like that, that perfect idyllic lifestyle and... It was based on a 1940s postcard. Mm-hmm. All the, all the there you go. Mm. So I, I was always wondering why he was wearing a sweater tucked into his pants. I always thought that was the strangest thing. Mate, you got to try it. It's the dream. I guess they did that back there in the then in the 40s. I guess. I suppose. So you say there was a dark version of it. Did um, M Night Shyamalan get that and rewrite it for the village? You know, because it was like the world inside the real world, and then people climbed the fence and they got out, kind of like the Truman Show, just without the just, TV show part. I was just looking at the uh, review things before um, people saying how original this film was, but then you also had an Ed TV that came out the exact same mm. time, the exact yep. same premise. I had, I had, you had Dark City. Yeah. Dark City, you also had The Matrix. Oh, no, that was like five minutes behind this one, I think. Simulated worlds. Mm. Must have been in the water at the time, just everyone thinking about the same same thing. Oh, yeah. Ed TV, that was uh, Woody Harrelson? McConaughey. McConaughey. All right, all right. I'm in a TV show. All right. All right. Yep. Both of our impressions were awful. Oh, mine was brilliant. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just, the other thing is like, apart from who would watch this TV show, because <laughs> it's so boring, 
it's like the ethics of it. Whereas you've taken a human baby and you're raging it in captivity, and only one person's complaining. That girl, like everyone well, else seems there, pretty cool know, with it. They said the the there was a scene where people had protested or tried to break the wall over the years. You know, like the guy jumped in on a parachute and. There's all that sort of yeah, stuff. So there was an obviously just trying to get a free, on TV more than anything. A free Truman movement. Wasn't but like, it's like anything. More people are worried about freeing the whales than they are about this young baby. <laughs> ah, whales are important. Babies are a dime a dozen. Whales? I hate whales. I think they're bad for the environment and they sh- should all be um, shot and killed. They poop I think in the, the Japanese ocean. should have their way with. They do. They poop in the ocean. They ruin the water. Who'd want to swim in, in it? Oh, oh, filthy animals. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, well, blah, 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 blah. yeah, they kidnap a baby. Just, well, it was an orphan baby, so I guess you can do what you want with them, right? That's right. I mean, they gave him a good life, and then they set him free. If you love something, set it free. Do you think, you know, with the current uh, climate of complete morons believing the earth is flat and how there's a segment of those there's a segment of those morons that believing the earth is flat believe that the sky is made up of giant L C D screens, right? So Well it is, Brad. Do you think the science do you think they got do you think they got that from the Truman show? Um well I think it came from those books, Discworld. Terry Pratchett, because in there, ah. their world is a disc that's sitting on the back of four turtles, and there's a dome over the top. Like, it's just disc world. Of course. Science yeah. fiction becoming the truth. Yeah, I just wonder if somebody read that book and thought, I'll start a rumor on the internet, and now we've got flat earthers. Yeah, absolutely. I just... Yeah. You know the book? Be- I know of Terry Pratchett's work. I have not read Discworld. Yeah. Was it, was it Turtles? Four Turtles? Were just yeah, sitting there's, on something, the there's something to do with the turtle. That, that's ringing a bell. Yeah. Oh, it blows my mind. Flat Earth, Hollow Earth, Hitler's alive. It's got alien weaponry living in Antarctica. The internet has made people mental. Or people are mental and the internet's helped them find each other. Just Why like us, CNN reporting on this, like all these things happening, and, and well, and they just let it happen. No one's stopping right. it, Brad. Yeah, they yeah, keep a baby tr- in captivity and they televise it, and no one's doing anything. You can't trust the media. Ah, uh, so what do they do when little fifteen-year-old Truman just pulls his wang out? Because <laughs> surely that happened. They 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 overlooked that. It's like. That period in the Bible, where's Jesus from 15 to 21? That's been blacked out, isn't it? It's because Jesus had his wang out all the time. What? But, hang on. Wait, in the Bible, they don't cover him from 15 to 21 years old. That's correct. They don't. It's, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's the lost period. I would like to see the, the lost years of JC. Oh, there might have been his hippie years. He was like doing some blow. <laughs> Look at the pictures of him. He was a hippie the entire Backpacking. time. Backpacking. <laughs> Backpacking around the country following the Grateful Dead. I don't know. 
creating and smoking weed. Well, what do you think the meaning of this movie is? Um, the, it, it seemed to me that there's two themes. Uh, one is um, they talk about Freeman, uh, Truman could have escaped a long time ago, but he wants to be inside the box. Like he believes this is his world. Mm-hmm. He, 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 um, he, sh- he should have realized a long time ago, he's just kept his, kept himself contained in that box. Right. And is that sort of saying that we all get trapped in our nine to five lives and we could be doing something bigger and grander, but we just choose not to follow our dreams. Bro, you watched a different film to me, but I see where you're coming from. <laughs> well, it's the things um, that they were talking about. Yeah, I think, you know, I guess if you go, uh, you get, you know, if you spend 30 years doing anything, if you're living a particular style of life for 30 years, it's going to be very hard to sail off and break through the literal wall and enter another you know, and start fresh, essentially. But it could be beneficial. Or Truman could have walked out that wall and seen the real world and gone, oh, fuck, I should have stayed in there. There's people with guns out here. There's murder. There's, you know, like the real world's a shithole. He would have absolutely would have gone out and gone, damn, you know, this is way worse. Imagine like if it was was going to escape into the real world and then he'll just be at a desk job a year later. That's right. Or dead. (laughs) Or he would have um, written a book and maybe coasted. Oh, look, he would have, you know, got women's weekly interviews and probably would have been on Oprah. But, you know, as soon as he left that show, his star would fade pretty quick and you'd see like, you know, He'd have an OnlyFans page before you know it. He'd probably be on drugs. He'd be on crack. He'd be missing the attention. He'd be washed up. Might ruin his yeah. life leaving the hole. But to go, it'd be like, it'd be like equivalent of, you know, they've, the setting there is 1940, 1950. If you plucked someone out of 1950, Joe Bloggs from 1950, and slapped him down in 2020, He's not going to have a good time. He might enjoy the amount of flesh that's on display uh, in your average sidewalk, but overall, he's going to be pretty pissed. You want to go back into the simulation? Yeah, Truman. Absolutely. Too. I reckon. I reckon Truman would. This is just me talking. I think he would regret the decision because life, everything was. Wow, well, maybe not. Maybe when you look at it from that perspective, he was hating it because he was always just pining to go to Fiji and couldn't go. You know, his whole his whole thing from high school was, I want to go to Fiji, I want to travel, and he could never bring himself to do it. So it would be like you or I going, you know, having a living a life and then having a profession or something where it's, you know, oh, God, I've always wanted to be a, a fucking oil painter or a calligraphist or something, I don't know. And you never go and do it. You know, you're always going to want to go and do it. If you don't do it, you'll always have that want. But then if you go and do it and realize you're shit at it or it sucks, 
then you want to stop doing it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if you you really want to go and see Bob Dylan in concert and then you go and see him in concert and he's shit. <laughs> Would it have been better to not go and see him and think it was going to be good or have gone to see him and had just done it and known it, know it's crap? Um, you got to do it. Even if it's crap, that's an experience. That's mm. always what I thought. Even if it's stupid, at least you did it and you can laugh about it later. That's, that's always kind of my opinion. Yeah. True. But what if in Truman's case, he'd ended the show so there was no going back? So it's like you've got no safety net. It's like leaving and going to a new country with no job and no backup. So you couldn't go. And if it didn't work, you couldn't go, oh, mum and dad, help me out. You'd go and you'd just fail on your own. Hmm. See, the Truman Show is deeper than you think, man. Woo! I still don't know why anyone was watching him if he's like never traveled, never gone anywhere, never really had an ambition, just worked in the same job in the same office. What's the appeal to watching him? Why were well, people? The why was there a bar set up just a twenty-four hour watch him? What's uh, compare it to all the other reality TV horseshit that people actually do watch? You know. Yeah, it's like the Kardashians. They're like buying cars, and then they're going to fabulous places, and then they, you know, they're in Paris. They're going down LA. They're opening their store. They're doing a photo shoot. They're right. Know, well, that's the Kardashians. An Olympian. You got Ozzy Osbourne. Seven. You know, that was the thing with when they have like the God analogy. Like the producer in the moon is God or the devil or something. If it was God, he didn't send any challenges to Truman. We never mm. see him being challenged. Like you know, a TV show, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like this week. Um, oh, he finds out the wife's having an affair and she's gone. Like they could give him a really horrible life. The wife's yeah. having an affair with the best friend and they're gone. And then there's a new mm-hmm. woman and they could be changing it up all the time and having these storylines, but they weren't doing any of that. He was just having this real flat line. Mm. life and and again yeah. like he was pretty quick to leave his laura linney the wife and go like he had no attachment to her yeah at least in the film which i thought was odd you know like they'd supposedly been together since high school yeah. and then he's the whole time been pining and wanting to go to this other woman and it's yeah. not until uh, but he hadn't gone after her so he doesn't care that much right that's right well he no, he did. Didn't he try and get to Fiji or something? Anyway, but it's not until he sees uh, Meryl's fingers crossed in the wedding photo that he sort of, that's when he, he's like, right, I'm out. I think that's, that's sort of the pivotal, I'm done, I'm gone. And then he does this whole blazing out in the car thing and they get him at the nuclear power station. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't think he felt that connected to any of it anyway. It was just like oh. a, a confirmation. Oh, That's yeah, right. She didn't love he... me. I know it. As you say, maybe he knew subconsciously the whole time. 
that it wasn't real, you know? Like you'd have to think how many times in those 30 years or 25 or however long it's supposed to be did people fuck up and, you know, and he just sort of dismissed it as something weird or supernatural, you know? It's kind of another thing is like there seems to be a theme with a lot of Hollywood movies that in ordinary life where you got a wife, you got the picket fence, three bedroom house and a garage and, and a steady job isn't enough. You always need to do more and go outside of mm. that. You need adventure. You need to go out and do, you need to cross the waters and smash through the wall and venture outside and do amazing things. And, mm-hmm. you know, having a stable family life isn't good enough for like a lot of these Hollywood films. Right. But we, how could we ever be satisfied by a normal life? I think, you know, up until, you know, I think to a certain point in your life, we all have that drive to go and do stuff and succeed. And, and, you know, I mean, I guess part of that is not for everybody, but for, for the majority of folks, it is finding that person, creating a family, having a secure job and a house. That's kind of our system, right? That's how we roll. But I, you know, I think you have drive. You're not going to have drive all the way into your 70s. You're going to have drive that lasts until you're 50 maybe, and then you're like, ah, fuck it, I'm happy with my lot and I'm going to chill out. (laughs) Not always driving for the next thing. You drive while you enjoy the drive and then you're happy with your, I don't know, whether you call it your lot or your success or what you've got, you know. You get to a point where you're like, sweet, it's the next the next generation can have the drive. Most people can't understand billionaires that have, you know, a billion dollars and they're still working 90 hours a week. People are like, well, why don't you just fuck off and <laughs> enjoy yourself? Why are you <laughs> why, killing yourself why have you got, 90 hours a week? Why have you got and so this much is a drive, saying, loser? Yeah, this film saying you work 40 hours a week, you've got a you know, got a beautiful wife, a lovely home, yada yada yada. That's not enough. That's not good enough. Go and do better. Yeah. Hey, so bargain bin. you scumbags. Hollywood hates you. You fools, you're ruining your lives, you're wasting your lives. Look at us, we're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Screw Hollywood. Bargain bin. I'm slapping this with Ed TV. It's real easy. Um, what are you double featuring it with? I think I said it before. I thought I said something before and I thought that's the perfect thing for a double bargain bin thingy. Dark City. Dark City. All right, it's going the dark angle. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. IMDb, one of the most original films ever. 10 out of mm. 10, 9 out of 10, very good, genius. But yeah, one of the best movies in history. Anything negative? No, it's like 10 out of 10s, 8 out of 10s. Highly rated. Movie. Mm. No division. Everyone agrees. Ordinary life sucks, so you need to escape <laughs> it at any cost. Escape your ordinary life, you peasant. Throw away your lawnmower. 
slap your stupid wife across the face, kick your dog and run, run. Lawns, run lawns are for losers. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Hollywood. It's not cocaine off a hooker's get butt. A, get a fake tan. <laughs> Mingle with McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah, just dump your wife and run off with that chicken Fiji you met 12 years ago. That's sensible. That's it. It's kind of like it's saying <laughs> chase chase your youthful dreams when you're an old man. Midlife crisis. Yeah. 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 It's, All right. It's like, well, no, I just life is a, a lot of films about this life is a simulation like yeah, it does feel like we're saying life's not good enough. We need to get out of here. This is crazy. That's just the late 90s trope, though, right? As you said, there was a heap of films that were that were like that. This is, you know, VR was kind of becoming a thing. It's all, you know. I mean, The Matrix was a game changer, right? The whole, everybody watched that film opening week and just went, whoa, shit, we're living in a simulation. And it, it appealed to everybody, I guess, because back in the late, you know, back then in the late 90s, maybe we wanted something, you know, maybe we like, all. This is 1998, right? We're in 2021. We're in our second year of pandemic, 21 years of war in <laughs> the Middle East, uh, over longer than that. All this sort of stuff, like 1998, being trapped in, and seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and they're trying yeah. to escape it. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day about um, some guy just running down, you know, the Matrix. Go to the 90s, you know, be hooked into the perfect simulation of 1990. Fucking hook me up, give me my Ray Bans was his whole thing, and I agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, out of ten cat meow cats meows, what are you? Oh, look, I'd give it a, I'd give it a. I guess I'd pat the cat and give it a eight out of eight meows out of ten meows. I know. I'd give it a seven point five because I did get bored a little in a couple of places. All right. It is rewatchable, though. You know, that's probably the fourth or fifth time I've watched that film. So, yeah, it's it's a stayer. It's a good one, but it does. Yeah. What is. There's a couple of things that just leaves me wondering, like. Who would watch that show? What are the ethics behind stealing a child and putting on TV and no one's complaining? (laughs) And there's a couple of boring bits I, I kind of felt, but it's a good movie. I'm sure it's happening somewhere on the dark web. Another rating. Um, what's your favorite Jim Carrey film? Uh, you know, I really like Yes Man. I think that's a really funny film. Oh, it's pretty recent. Yeah, nice. Mm. That was kind of a return to comedy, I think. Sort of. mm. uh, that's off the top of my head. Did he do anything better? Well, Ace Ventura. It's been it's, a really long time since I've seen that. It's easily my number one future episode of the podcast. Um, mm. It's genius. 
first and second. But you know what's really bad, Jim Carrey, which I thought, oh, I like Jim Carrey. I'll give it a rewatch. The Mask, unwatchable. I yeah. really enjoyed it when I was like 12 or whatever it was when it came out, but now it's painful. I, I, I saw that in the theatre when it came out and I thought it was painful, except Cameron Diaz has <laughs> never looked better. It's true. She looked She's downhill cool. after that film. <laughs> as natural as possible. Yeah, something went wrong after that film, but at that film it was perfect. Um, That's right. <laughs> so That's right. What about, yep, 7.5 7. and 8 meows out of 10. Truman Show. It's a good Mini movie. Mini meows. Meow, meow. Thanks for listening to Pointless and Confused. We believe there's a little thing where you can send a tip if you yep. want. We have yeah, no idea how it works. We need cash. Yeah, for whores. And Vegemite. Yeah. And what Good day. No, oh, I've got right. to tell them the other thing. Oh, what was the other thing? Subscription. Um, oh, look, you could... You could subscribe if you want to, if you want to hear the sound of our sweet, sweet voices in your ear. Whenever a new episode drops, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, we're not sure how you do that either, but you'll figure it uh, out. Well, we're new to this. Come on, you guys. <laughs>